millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It is the Red Men Podcast. And we've got some substitutions in this week, but no means are they weakening the side. We're very much like Liverpool at this point, where we've got incredible individual components to slot into the system seamlessly, continuing the level of quality that was there before. So the equivalent right now of uh, Diogo Jota and Luis Diaz alongside me are James Sutton, the James Sutton, the one, the only, the man, the legend, uh, and equally a man, um, Ross Chadley. (laughs) (laughs) And a legend too. Uh, A legend of the Red Red TV officers uh, and the world via our social media accounts, of course. Ross Chadley, hi. Um, Yeah, we're all good. We're all happy. We're all smiling. Um, None of us smiling quite as brightly as James is on the thumbnail for this, by the way, which was, like, honestly, so we did, just just to be behind the curtain, so we we did, effectively, a photo shoot for the thumbnails for for these and for the draft show um, and we did it with me Chris and Steve and then Ross did his after the fact and it was a bit like what face you want to pull and how are we going to do this and blah 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 so I walked in with his phone and just went right James was taking a photo and James went from like what 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 to ping <laughs> like whew, 10 out of 10 absolute human perfection if you point a camera at me Right, it's like a natural instinct. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was going to call for makeup and like checks. <laughs> it's great. It's great. He may as well shouted blue steel at you, and he just went boom in the room. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Some people have smouldering. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> have I hit my mark? It's my blocking on this one. Um, so yeah, James Sutton, Hollyoaks' own James Sutton. You're also you're a very busy man at the moment. I'm a very very busy man. I'm a very very busy man. We're um, we're, we're shooting a sitcom that we've written um, in the next few weeks. We start filming at the weekend. Um, which is just com- I mean, really relaxing, I imagine. So I'm so chilled about it. Or it's totally fine. Um, <laughs> writing, producing, directing, and we have a small part in in said sitcom is a lot. And also, I have a, a day job on on Channel 4's Hollyoaks, where I'm playing a functioning alcoholic. So every <laughs> it's a real stretch. It's a, I mean, it's a four. Oh, come here for a break. I'm then, really yeah. going places <laughs> with it. Um, so that just consists of me sort of crying and falling all over the place. I actually had to wet myself, not physically, but my character wet himself in a, in a scene the other day. Um, just to give you a sort of heads up of whereabouts I am in the I story. enjoy what you're like following your career. Be like, I don't watch Hollyoaks, but I enjoy catching up on your career when we catch up. And it's like following Joey Tribbiani's <laughs> career through Friends. Uh, and it's done the days of our lives stuff. It's it really like, is. what have they had to do with this time? It's it like really I fell is. down an elevator. I was going to say, I am going to open an episode and be like, what? I'm. 
I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've pissed myself to death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so have a hand bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. There's definitely just just before we get into the Liverpool chat. By the way, um, there is definitely a, a concern because there's like a, a thing where you know, like a piece of technology, and it starts to fail. So like your old CD changes, and you give them a dig, and then it'll work. But when you start punching technology, eventually you're on the slippery slope. Now, if your character's pissing himself now, <laughs> it does lend down the path. What's the path? Because you're on it, because pissing yourself, you you could come recover from that, uh -huh. but like it's it's a lot, it's a long road back. I think I think I go to rehab soon, which might mean James gets a couple of weeks off, oh. which would be super. Yeah, um, but you are gonna have to shit yourself in order to end <laughs> yeah, that. When you come back, he has he's crapped himself <laughs> on camera. We've so, all done it, haven't we? We've all been there. We've all been there. Um, right, so we've got him. Let's talk about it on the podcast today. Uh, we're also going to do a podcast extra after the fact. We're taking some more. I mean, if you think I was talking about James shitting himself on Channel 4, uh, was a bit, maybe a bit much. Wait till you listen to podcast extra. Um, that'll be following on live <laughs> on Revman Plus after this. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, the last game, Liverpool Man City. I don't know if you heard, but we knocked Man City out the FA Cup at the semi final stage. It was glorious. We're going to be talking a little bit about Manchester United and a bit ahead to the Ev as well. Uh, and taking uh, a question from one of you guys. Guys, right now, well, that is from Sidant uh, Nandokar. Uh, it says, Would you rather have the current Liverpool team with Rafford as the manager or the 2005 Rafa team with <sighs> Klopp as the manager? James Sutton. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any argument for me. The, the, the joy that I feel watching this current Liverpool team, like from, from, from start to finish, from every, every single position, there's a player there that I just, I just want to watch. You know, and with the you know with the arrival of, of Luis Diaz as well, and you know, just it's just it's a really really exciting team, and there were so many parts of that 2005 team that I really loved. Yeah. The, you know, we the spine of that team was yeah. you know was second to none, and we and I think and I think because they were sort of they were sort of underdogs in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously we win the Champions League, but that's that team's not a, not a great that's not a great side. Yeah, it's a bit like I've got an irrational love for the film Last Action Hero. <laughs> And as right you should, but yeah. it's not a classic. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> That's a really, really great analogy. I think. Look, we're all you know. We they'll always have a very special place in our heart. Um, it'd be very interesting to see what Jurgen Klopp could do with um, that 2005 team. Um, I mean, I, I think we concede a shit ton of goals. I think that would probably that would probably be a given. Um, but yeah, this current side with any manager, you, you you could. We've got such a we've got such a wealth of talent that any like there's not a manager that could balls that up. To be honest, yeah. apart from Hodgson. We've seen Manchester United recently. But they haven't, they haven't got a manager, though. They've just got exactly. a fella. <laughs> yeah, just got a fella who claims to know yeah. a bit about like, take, structure of football yeah, clubs. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with James, but I also think it'd be interesting to see what Jürgen could do with that side, with, with Steven Gerrard, and not try and sell Alonso for Gareth Barry and keep Xavi Alonso in that side and what he, what he could build and what he could do if he's just one season. But it's, it's that. Yeah, but if you going beyond yeah, that, what you... Jürgen would love Gareth Barry, by the way. I know, but in my alter university doesn't speak Barry. Question, uh, an addendum question here, which I think is an important one. Um, and people ask it, and it's cross-court tennis. Well, the entire discipline of cross-court tennis is asking the question, is this 2005 Rafa or 2022 Rafa? And I would argue it's this 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 current Klopp goes back to time travels to 2005 yeah. and 2005 Rafa time travels to 2022. And it's interesting because it, this I think this depends on how much you just love Jürgen. So I would be excited to see what Jürgen could do with 2005. Um, but 
Rafa. Rafa's not doing fist bumps at the end of every game, is no, he? No, no, but he, you know, he, oh my God, he would wipe his glasses so vigorously. Good <laughs> 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 win, that lads. Oh, oh, he took them away <laughs> with a plum yeah. after the fact, like, yeah. <laughs> half time, half time, it's on Saturday, he's tucking them glasses Don't away and they are lads. not coming back out again. Oh my God, game over. No, I, I so I think it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of people instinctively would go, they'll just follow Klopp because I think the idea of what happens to Liverpool with no Klopp is it'll be this team without copping it before we know it. Don't say but, but Rafa was a, a brilliant manager and I always wanted to see what would have happened if he'd just been given the financial backing to carry on his development. Like Rafa never got the resources no. and, and that Liverpool have, got, have currently got. So the idea of Rafa, peak Rafa coming in, we wouldn't be as good because I don't think his style of football is as good. But we'd be dead defensively organised and then he'd just let the, the attacking lads run riot. We'd, have, we'd still have loads of fun. I just don't think we'd be as good. I wouldn't want the next Everton manager at the club anyway. <laughs> Never. That's low, isn't it? <laughs> but he's not yet. What? 2005, Rafa, he hasn't done that yet. Oh, he hasn't yeah. made them mistakes. Okay. That's My okay. head hurts. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> Maths. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that timeline, God. Um, right, sounds. Yeah, let us know um, in the comments then. What would you What would you go for? Um and yeah, I've, seen, I've actually seen a pretty fair split on this one, to be honest. It would be fascinating to see Absolutely. Klopp go back to 2005 because he'd love some of them mad bastards. He'd, he'd like Jibble Cisse, he, he wouldn't last six months at the club, but he would adore him for those six months. He'd be his best mate forever, but he'd have no, you know, he would be gone. And he'd be yeah. like, you know, yeah, well, after the fact, but yeah, the, 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 the Milan Barros, yeah, go all, that, all, that, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, right. To keep your question uh, answers coming in uh, in the live chat if you're watching along with us right now on YouTube after the fact you don't forget you can always tweet to us at the Red TV. Uh, right, we have got a sponsor this week. It is the sponsor we've had for a number of weeks. It's a sponsor we're having lots and lots of fun with. I'm filling time while I find my headphones to plug in. Um we have got Reese Andrew uh, on the line as well from Who Knows Wins, who um dived in with us last week as well to help us through. Um Reese, welcome back. Okay, Sal, sorry, we can hear you, but apparently people in the world can't. So we'll, we, will, we will go through the scores while we while side diligently squirrels away behind the scenes to get this working. Um, so for those of you who don't know who knows wins, uh, our partner on the podcast this season, it's an amazing game that you can play uh, on the weekend. We do the Pick 10 League where you enter. There's 10 football games and you have to decide who's going to win or if it's going to be a draw uh, and the ones with the most takes home the most dough. You don't have to get 10 out of 10. It's not like an Acre. It's like an Acre, but not like an Acre. It's better in that regard. Uh, and every, um, I think every one of our team now has won some money, I think. Do we, do we yeah. think that's right? Think so. Maybe Stay hasn't. Maybe Just Stay. Yes, Stay hasn't, you know. Yeah. No. Unlucky Stay. Uh, Stay, of course, will return to Redmen, having got married in the week. Um, very much congratulations to him. And as we said last week, slightly less to his wife. Um, but that's just just the balance of things. She's really, made a terrible, it? terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> we love we love Claire. Uh, she's great. Um, so yeah, we got that. We uh, we will go to the scores um, from last week to find out how we got on. Then top of the pile, Tom Dutton, seven out of ten. Absolutely astonishing play from Tom there. Um, and then beneath that, we got Ross, Sai, and Charlie all on six. And Ross, you guys all hoovered yeah. up just a little bit of cash. I did all right on Saturday. I got three out of four on Saturday, and I was joint 43rd. 
And then I found myself on Sunday just going, oh, I'll just check that score, just check that score. And then I, for two weeks on the run, I backed Arsenal to actually win a game of football. Big so mistake. it's my own fault. Yeah, 100% yeah. your fault. I mean, that's 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 Arsenal all yeah. over, isn't it? See, I fell down there and I'm, I'm reasonably pleased. So I always say, I want to end up middle of the road. You don't want to be last. If you can be first, great, but don't be last. And I um, had a major problem with my own psychology where I, I tried to jinx it into my favour sort of so I went for the draw between us and City mm-hmm. thinking well I, th- I, th- I think Liverpool will win but I think it'll be dead stressful and probably go to extra time which is what I was sort of going for in that regard and then I just went pure optimism and went for Crystal Palace to beat Chelsea like what a moron yeah. like you know I mean they absolutely just wiped the floor with them it was one a very very comfortable win for, for Chelsea in the end so yeah I'd have, I'd have I'd have been top if I'd actually not been an absolute moron. Um, so, yeah, I'm basically, what I'm claiming here, just in case you're wondering, is the moral victory. Um, Fantasy football and betting on football and this sort of thing just shows me how little I know about about football. Yeah, well, just to, the, just to point out, that, and this is the beauty of, of who knows wins, is that you, I think you need to have a, good, a decent amount of knowledge to elevate yourself above a level. But, Charlie, my wife... Um, who is not what what we call a football expert? She's not on camera talent on Redmen. Um, <laughs> I got one more than me this week. Um, yeah, pity on the clear. Um, so right, we've got Reese. We've got Reese. Good to see you, Reese. Um, yeah, how are you feeling? What did you get this week? Four out of ten. Right. I think this is, this is the first week where I've actually just got level with Chris's score, and he's not here, so I can't gloat. And it's an interesting point because we yeah, this is it. Chris Pajak, who two weeks on the bounce has been going, eh, I've never lost, eh, I've never lost. And I said, pride cometh before a fall. And lo and behold, he's managed to go on holiday in the week that he's lost. But don't worry, ladies and gents. And I appreciate this is very much a visual gag for people listening after the fact. Do come and check out it on, uh, on YouTube uh, to see this. But um, Chris has been good enough. You know, we, we sent the hat out to him. It's not, it's not really here next to me in the studio. We sent it out to him, to his caravanning holiday in Stoke. Um, and, he's, and he's graciously worn the hat. He's taken the defeat really well. He's taken the defeat really, really well. Um, he's having a whale of a time um, with them cows that he made up. Um, well done, Chris Pajak, who is this week's loser who knows nothing look- as our... He looks like he's turned up to Glastonbury Festival like six months early. (laughs) And he's like, where's the the fucking music at? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the biggest loser this week is Chris Pajak. Uh, But he's not really because he's he's chilling with some cows. Um, There was a brief plan yesterday to have that background as the Teletubbies hill. (laughs) Couldn't make it it work. Reese, there was you. You guys offered up a, a, a very, a very generous um, prize. Those are the people who finished last last week. Do you want to just remind people? Yep. So we said we'd give out a hundred pound for the biggest loser, which ended up being Paige Jack, which I think is probably deserved considering he gave it the big one, even on Twitter. So uh, he he can donate hundred pounds to whatever charity he. <laughs> He prefers... Um, Out of his own pockets just for being the loser. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But we actually had um, four players get 9 out of 10 last weekend wow. and won £1,634 each. Um, so I, I can only assume they got the, like Ross said, the Arsenal-Southampton result wrong um, on that one. But kudos to them. Congratulations to them. Um, I can only imagine they probably won't get that again this week with some of the fixtures we've got. 
Well, should we have a look at those fixtures? You want to Let's do them, it. Nice? Yeah, sure. So we've got first versus second in the championship, Bournemouth versus Fulham. We've got Derby, who've already been relegated now against Bristol City. Got Leicester versus Villa. Man City versus Watford. Hopefully they do something there for us. Yep. Norwich versus Newcastle. Sorry, can I just stop? Can everyone just back City to win that? Yeah. Just for the just for the karma slash jinx yeah. of it all. Just I don't care what you feel. Learn my lesson from this week. Everyone jump on City there. Okay. Carry on. But, but see, actually, it's the way it works because, like we said last week on the podcast, we either back the draw or back City. So it's like reverse psychology, mm. which ended up working, but doesn't end up working with the predictions. Yeah. But I suppose I'd rather that outcome. Mm-hmm. But then <clears throat> some of the other fixtures we've got, we've got Norwich versus Newcastle, and then into the championship, Peterborough versus Notts Forest, Sheffield United versus Cardiff City, Swansea versus Middlesbrough, Wickham in League One versus Sheffield Wednesday, and then the late kickoff on Saturday is Brentford versus Spurs. There you go. Easy peasy. Get them in. Download the app using the uh, the link in the description underneath. Obviously, make sure we've said this before, and, and I'm sure Reese will be happy for us to say this. But if you're not a gambling person, don't become a gambling person off the cuff or whatever. But if you're the kind of person who is into this kind of thing, kind of person who likes to flutter on an acre but wants it to be a bit more fun and have that little extra safety net and also the potential banter of finishing above uh, or below Chris Page, yeah, um, then by all means, yeah, download it and uh, and get involved and all that stuff. Anything else you want to let us know before we uh, we crack on, Reese? Yeah, well, everyone can download the app using the link in the bio that you guys have in the caption. And like you said, um, as long, you can only play if you're 18 and over and please gamble responsibly. But yeah, there's some good fixtures in there. I think with the championship as well, there's a lot of permutations, a lot of clubs, maybe out just outside the playoffs, maybe just inside. So we won't see a nine out of 10 last week. Uh, sorry, next week. But that Both. could easily be me getting two out of 10 and Pager getting three. So we'll yeah. see. Challenge accepted is all I'll say on that. <laughs> Reese, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Jabs, thank you. See you, mate. All the best, mate. Cheers, guys. Right, right. Let's uh, yeah, let, let's crack on. I'll say the link is in the description underneath. Uh, get involved with that. We're having good fun with it, as you can tell. Uh, and yeah, I, uh, I'm so. I actually think I'm more happy that Chris isn't here because that. The, the, he can't the defend photo, himself. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, just absolutely brilliant. Love to see it. Um, last time out, we played Manchester City in the FA Cup at Wembley. It was glorious. Um, it was just, for, from my personal experience, of going there, it was one of the best Wembley days I've experienced. You know, <laughs> I, I, we've had a bit of a bad time there. You know, I was trying to work it out, you know, and I haven't been, I didn't go to 2012, but I went to the final uh, against Chelsea. I went to the semi-final against Aston Villa, which was horrendous. I went to the, the Charity Shield, Community Shield against Man City, which was a bit crap. Obviously, we won the, the League Cup earlier on, but this was, I don't know, James, it, just, it was just great to see Liverpool go there, feel like they belong there, feel like they owned the, 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 the pitch, the occasion, and go out there and be the best version of Liverpool. They settled the nerves in ways that I didn't even dream possible. It, I, I watched it on TV, and I mean, it's the, the sound from that you lot made was just, I mean, it was, in, it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, you could just, you could feel it, you could feel it through the, through the TV, it was it was insane, and I think 
I think, you know, for the for those players walking out to that amount of noise and that amount of fans going out, I mean, the whole stadium sounded like it was completely bouncing, yeah. especially in the first half. It was just relentless. And you could see that the City players, the City fans were just completely shell-shocked. It's that, it's, it's, it's that Liverpool that we, you know, we, we, we want to see all the time, just blow, just coming out and just blowing teams apart in the first 45 minutes. We haven't done that very often this mm -hmm. season. And I've said I've been saying for a while now that that someone's going to be on the back of like a proper a proper spanking, a proper classic, definitive Jurgen Klopp Liverpool performance. And and I think Klopp references it after the game as well. I think he says you know this is the best first half that I've seen you know in my tenure here or, or, or words to that effect. Mm -hmm. And he's absolutely spot on. It was it was everything that we wanted to see. It was it was the return of of the Sadio Mane that that we know he he, he still has that in his locker. It was Thiago doing just all the Thiago things that you just go, oh my god, I can't believe we, I can't believe Thiago Alcantara plays for Liverpool yeah. Football Club. Yeah. It was that level of performance. Like there's balls dropping out of the sky and he's controlling it with one touch, shrugging someone off and, and laying a ball off, and it was just sensational. Naby Keita, I mean, there's just so many people across the park that I could, you know, you could you could single out for for praise. But as I mean, <laughs> yeah, just just one of those games, one of those times. Where I'm, I'm gutted I didn't go. I had so many opportunities and I I had to much work on and I was like no I'm not I'm not going to go I'm going to watch it at home my god I regret that decision it was a I had a proper busy all day with it but you're right like it was it was just great you know and and we've had a lot of carrying a lot of fear and anxiety Ross and we talked about this I think the last couple of weeks it's been a growing sort of underlying theme to Liverpool season of that we used to, we're, we're good at the climb because you feel like it's you against the world and you know fuck everyone else and get stuck in and blah 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 and then you'd we're now with an expectation of wanting to be on top, it's nice to be handed something that lets you go. I think I think this is going to be all right. And last week against City wasn't that because it just actually exacerbates a lot of the fears. Like when we play well, we, we're really good. But if we if they when they play well, they're really good. Oh God, this is going to be horrible, isn't it? So that you go and put that performance in and and and, and blow them away. And, and I had someone I was listening to the Totally Football podcast. I think it was Dan story maybe on there and he was a bit like oh it, City were rubbish I was like I know Liverpool didn't like we look we scored from a corner but like we it's not I think people go oh Liverpool scored from a corner Liverpool scored more goals from corners than anyone else ask any football fan on the planet are your team good at corners including Liverpool fans and they'll say no they'll say they're terrible at them so that the, I that's a sign of quality for me. We beat them using all of the different strings to the bow that we've we've constructed over the years. It was almost a perfect Jurgen Klopp performance. Yeah, and to James's point about blowing teams away, I don't think we've done that with Manchester City specifically for a few years either. You know, you throw mm -hmm. back to the 2018 in the Champions League, which was probably the last time we did that. Mm -hmm. I think that's your only chance of beating Manchester City. I think there was nerves and tension in the Etihad game because to me that felt bigger. Yep. And you're talking before about you know the climb, the drop-offs are a lot harder when you lose when you lose those games. Yeah. Whereas you know we did the build-up show for that game, and even pre-match with Errol, like I wasn't nervous, but I wasn't also confident either. I just didn't. You couldn't win the league necessarily. Well, you could, but you could, <laughs> you could you could lose it. But it was a it became a must-not lose. Whereas you can't do that in cup football. Yeah. So there was yeah. there was it was it felt more freeing. Yeah, and I think the other thing that that, that helped was the midweek game. So in fact. Take it back a little bit further. Getting that third goal away at Benfica mm. meant that we could play Manchester City on at the weekend after that. But then the midweek we could make seven changes. Man City couldn't do that, so and they we, had a horrendous time. Exactly, as well. and then you know De Bruyne is injured, Kyle Walker is injured. They come in and they have to rotate. 
but we've managed our squad. I think it's credit to Jurgen Klopp and his team to put us in a position where we could go to Manchester City in the FA Cup and go, OK, well, I'm going to make another seven changes, but I'm going to bring in Virgil van Dijk, Andy Robertson, Trent, Fabinho's going to come back in. Sadio Mane's had a rest because Luis Diaz has been playing out on the left-hand side. He can come in. There's competition all over the shop. Mm. And the balance of people getting minutes in that Benfica game that we you know for 20 minutes, half an hour towards the end, and people need the minutes like Joe Gomez and Simicast, you're keeping people ticking over. So when we're coming to the rest of the weeks that are coming up, like tonight, for example, everyone's in a perfect position for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just, and again, it, it's it's funny how it works. It's it's sometimes you get like like it's dismissed. Well, Liverpool have just got a bigger squad now that Man City's like, behave, you know. And and like oh poor old Manchester City, this like oh Pepper, he always likes a small squad and all that. Since fucking when? Since when? Like Liverpool like a small squad, and for the once we've actually decided to go a bit, you know, to go a bit harder on it and to get some extra players in. And to have that, and we've also managed the fitness of our players up to this point expertly, by comp- particularly compared to last season. Not, not just that, but you ha- it's all credit to Jurgen Klopp, though, and, 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 the, and the team that's, you know, the people behind the scenes buying these players, because we can't afford to get these decisions wrong. Yes. Whereas Manchester City can. When we buy a player for 40, 50 million pounds, or, you know, a Luis Diaz or, or whoever, they have to be the real deal because we haven't got we haven't got money to make mistakes whereas City have. So this this whole idea, this narrative that that you know poor plucky City with their smaller squad, fuck that. Every single player in that squad has been bought for a serious amount of dough, by the way, and have and have to perform. And if they're not, that's on that's on them. It's not on us. Yeah. Our recruitment has been absolutely on the money yeah. from players like Simicas coming in. You know, across the board, it's just excellent. You can't spend £100 million on on a single footballer whose highlights have been a Gucci deal and getting his hair pulled by Savage (laughs) and then cry arse about having a small squad. This is spot on. This is absolutely the point in this one because they spent £100 million on Jack Grealish and they can do that. They've got the financial clout to do that. You know, they've got the biggest commercial income in in world football history. Um, and they're entitled big, to spend whatever it is they want to spend based on what they... that big flag in Wembley pay for all those seats? Well, exactly. <laughs> fucking exactly. That, that I nearly mentioned that. Like, in terms of the noise that was rocking at Wembley, yeah. was there was 2,000 people more at the final the next day. And I get it. They've got to travel loads less far. And I'm not I'm digging people out. You know, what the point is, Liverpool not only filled their allocation, but also got a ton in City's end. And they still had to put a, a big flag up in the, in, in, in the middle of the stadium. And they had that mad ship flag thing that sails across their thing with, with like the only thing I, I'm sorry I, I, I'm completely digressing the only thing Manchester City have got that I'm jealous of is that fucking Poznan celebration which I adore like you know and because like do and they it, still do that? yeah they, well they was, while we were singing You'll Never Walk Alone at the start they all turned the backs on it I was like that's brilliant I, I love that that's a very that's a very scouse thing as well like you know that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit sad that we didn't get to like rob that off Lech yeah, Poznan yeah. Before, before they did <laughs> yeah. um, but Anyway, we digress. The, the, the Grealish thing, £100 million on a player they didn't need when there's loads of other positions in that squad that they did. And what did Liverpool spend £100 million on less than this season? Canate scored the opening goal. Diaz, who ran them ragged all game long and changed left over to spare. They should have bought Harry Kane. That's what they should have done. They should have gone all out for Harry Kane. They should have bought an out-and-out striker yeah. of that ilk. Exactly. And for, for not far off it, when you consider, we, I think we paid £36 million for Canate. We paid just, I think, fractionally less than 50 for Diaz. Yeah. So not far over £100 million, we, you, you, we got Thiago as well. Yeah. yeah. And and they were, the, they were the three huge difference makers on top of all the other brilliant performances on, on the day. And that's why they they haven't got the squad because the net 
the net difference of of what we spent 100 million on to them in terms of improving their squad. That's anyway because their recruitment isn't as good as Liverpool's, no. and in, and instead people then are desperate to try and say. To try and throw it as like a negative, oh, look at Liverpool. It's like, you're right, Liverpool have got have had to be perfect and have been perfect and deserve commendation for that. I don't expect it, but like also, I, I when it gets taken away for no reason other than bitter tribalism, mm. I'll stand but you look know, at I'll, I'll my make United a point and Everton and how much money they spend on throwing money at the problem and how wrong it can actually go if you don't get it right. Yeah, absolutely. We are very, very, very blessed yeah. to have this Jurgen Klopp. Character and his team, we are incredibly lucky. Absolutely, I just thought the uh, what I what I thought was interesting about the game, Ross was, I said this on my post match reaction video. It felt like the first major outing of the next generation of this Liverpool team, like the next iteration. When you look at what we did in there, and I'm not, like Thiago's not going to be around forever. We've bought him at the you know at the tail end of his career, absolutely, but. And there'll be others, others to come, like Jota, to come into that side, for example. But it was Canate, and it was Thiago, and it was Diaz, and it was Naby Keita finally kind of coming to the party in a big in a big game mm-hmm. and lasting it as well. And you got to see, I think, I think last weekend, if Bobby hadn't gotten a, a little knock in the build, I think he'd have started that, mm-hmm. and that would have been like the very old school Liverpool. And this felt a very next iteration. It was really encouraging to see. It's not City's best eleven. I appreciate that, but us go back to being a, to dominating Manchester City again because we've added a fresh level of something. It's not. A st- it wasn't a played out as a stalemate. Liverpool have brought new tricks yeah, to the party. I, I think a lot of that was some of those players being managed. Navigators so had a good example of that. Of last season, I think he had to play loads of football because there was literally nobody else. Therefore, he gets injured. Whereas now he's being primed to play one game, two games a week because we can manage him. We don't have to play. Three times a week, and Buster got each week, yeah. and you can train properly, and you can play. Therefore, we can get the best out here. I know there's been loads that have been said about that. That's our best midfield three, but I've been consistent throughout the season. Played together twice. Yeah, yeah. But, but but exactly that. But also, I think it depends on who you play. So I don't think we dominate as much if Rodri's there, if De Bruyne's there. Like we saw at the Etihad when we are there. It's, it's difficult. But I think I like the balance of that squad when you're going to go to a team and you want to blow them away. I think you have got the perfect balance of creativity. Katie's running with the ball. He's pressing with the ball as well. When he's able to do that, I think he's unstoppable. Well, what we saw last week, James, was that the thing that they had a much more fluid, much more creative midfield compared to ours. And that's a lot of that's just because what, how Henderson plays that role. Mm. Which you know works in so many circumstances, but you know it would have been interesting to see them play their full strength midfield because I think it would have given them just as much of a run around because it was just adding catered in there makes it loads more attacking. You know the turn and circles are, are quicker, it's quicker over a couple of yards. There's a bit more, it's a bit more dribbly going, you know, going forward and all that kind of stuff. So I, I again to your point before, it's it's impossible to pick out a Liverpool performance that I wasn't. Proud mm. about ultimately, mm. and I thought, and we, and look, we we were crap. We were crap at that that city game as well. You know, we mm-hmm. we came away with a point. That's not, you know, that's a bit of perspective needed. I think, you know, we we, we were crap. Then we come out with a point. City, you know, I, I didn't think City were great. At, you know, at the, the, the weekend at Wembley, um, but they got abs- they got spanked, and that's you know that's a huge difference. And I don't think going back to what you were talking about, um, this you know this new version, this this future version of Liverpool. I think it's partly the personnel, but also I think it's partly the the situation. That, that that we we that you know Liverpool find ourselves in right now with the, you know th- th- how frequent these huge fixtures are now week in week out and I, I guess for the players 
to have that momentum and, and you know to, 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 to have that confidence going into each game on the back of a game that you've done quite well in or, or, or be it not done well but come away with a point mm-hmm. you know that motivation it just keep you know you just you, you, they're on this they're on this mad treadmill now and every three days someone throws a fucking pineapple on it and they have to they have to deal with it do you know what I mean to use some sort of Looney Tunes uh, <laughs> metaphor but it is kind of like you know you just you have every it's, 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 you know the the, the the cup final thing, isn't it? You know, seven cup finals left, eight cup finals left. And I guess when you've got that momentum behind you and you think, you know, you're confident going into it, it doesn't matter who plays. You know, the, the whole squad, the whole team has this ethos of like, we're just gonna we're just gonna fucking go out and blow you out of the water. We're gonna win regardless, be it from a be it from a free kick or a set piece, a Canate header, or a, or a Sadio Mane wonder goal from a Thiago flick. We're we're gonna we're gonna do the business. I want to talk about Sadio Mane actually. Um, just brilliant. Yeah, man. absolutely brilliant. You know, incredible. Uh, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, insert best in the world. Uh, yeah, meme here yeah. right now. Genuinely wish I'd not a shave before that. Like uh, that's fucking living that lives on forever and ever and ever with poor double double chin unbearded. <laughs> um, thanks so much uh, for that one. Uh, thanks so much for that one. Internet, um, but yeah, Sadio Mane. You know, eight goals since coming back from Afcon. Yeah. You know, when we're talking, everyone's so busy looking at Mohamed Salah and going, oh, what's going on with him and his contract and blah, blah, blah. And Sadio's just come back. You know, like a Salah tied, he's played a lot of football. Oh, poor old Mo. So much football. He must be why he's out of form. And he's just like <laughs> Superman coming back 12 feet tall, dominating defences. Um, he, he is. He's running uh, 30 yards to close down a goalkeeper on his line. Honestly. That's not a man that's tired, is no. it? Let's be frank. But he's got that confidence, as you said before. He's, you know, they won Afcon. He's just qualified for the World Cup as well. He's the main man for them. Yeah. So he's, he is he is on top of the world. Whereas Mo, I think, is the opposite end. But we're all thinking about Mo Salah. So are other teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, people forget. Like, I think someone pointed out the Watford game. They had two, three men on him, and everyone's we're all getting frustrated with him because he's you know his form is dipped by his standards. He's still a top score goal scorer in the Premier League with twenty goals. Yeah. You know, we still take him away from that. Lewis Diaz, as I mentioned in one of the post-match shows as well, has been good for Mane because anyone who comes in now, you know, you've, especially when we bought him when Mane was at AFCON, you think he could have come back and he could have been pissed off and going, fucking hell, like, I'm away here and you, you've replaced me. We've not replaced him at all. We've put someone in his position. Mane's gone in going left wing, two people in front of me, doing the same thing week in, week out. I'll tell you what, just go and play up front yourself for a bit. Go and do that. This lad will play left wing for you. You have a little bit of rest. You go do your business, and he, and he does. No, honestly, yeah. I, I just think he's sensational. I thought it was really interesting how we've all been so focused on Salah that it's just nice to see Sadio, and it's a bit like, like oh, go, oh wow, God, you hit him, yeah, oh, that's that's me. I was a bit taken aback. Like I, I had to go back and check his check his stats because I'd not really thought about it. He's just been ticking along nicely, and it's like, oh God, his goal return's been absolutely mm. sensational. That's why people shouldn't worry about Mo Salah because yeah. I think we've had twenty different goal scorers so far this season. You know, and got players off the bench that can come and score goals as well. Canate's got three and three. Most hours goal scoring is only a problem if others aren't scoring and we're not winning games of football. Yeah. It's not the Mo Salah show. Yeah, and check, check yeah. out his check out his running stats. Check out how you know the distance he's covered. Check out how many passes he's made. You know, these are the important things. He's he's still making a huge contribution, yeah, exactly. just not in the right way. And you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to you know, dwell on his contract situation, but I'm sure it's having some part to play this uncertainty behind the off, scenes. Off the, off the pitch, I think. But as soon as he crossed that white line, for me, yeah. it's not. He's a bit off. He's just again. It's it's not to be. It's not for us to worry because ultimately yeah. our concern is actually our Liverpool winning. Yeah, like individual performances will come and go. Yeah, they always will. And I know we we adore Mo Salah. We put him on a pedestal. 
but that's not gonna, not the worst thing. Just not the worst thing for him to not have to be the man who, who carries everything. It's actually probably quite useful for him to go from Egypt, where he's the only good player in that, in that side, <laughs> basically. You know, to actually, Mo, don't worry about it. We'll we'll carry it for a bit. You get your head straight. You know, you you keep talking along because, to your point, you're still drawing the same level of attention. Yeah. From rival defenders and what have you, and if everyone else is carrying the weight, we've had this before. Where Steven Gerrard, our only good player, and if we if he doesn't turn up, Liverpool don't turn up, and Liverpool have fallen short as a result of it. Now we're in a position where realistically we could just drop Salah, and that for a few weeks if we wanted to, and we would miss him because he's sensational. But we we might be we'd be able to more competently muddle through at worst. And at best, we might we might just be sound. No know? opposition team between now and the end of the season isn't going. Don't worry about him. He's not going to score yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone crap, lads. Yeah, yeah. Don't bother Marvin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's sound. Yeah. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, Chelsea in the final and James, thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I'm 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 here for it. I, I like I like a Liverpool Chelsea final. It seems you know over the years we've we've seen it many times. Semi finals, finals. There was that season when we seemed to play them every single week. I, I like playing Chelsea. I, I've got a lot of friends who are Chelsea fans. It's it's a it's a great occasion, and you know across the, across the board. I think it feels like there will be a lot of Chelsea fans in the Acton community. There are quite a few Chelsea fans in the in the acting community. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, mate. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, sort of discovered football. You know, sort of 2010. Is it like a checkbox on like the equity form? It's like, what team do you support? And they've got that the GDPR means they can't share it, but they've got that. They've, that data exists somewhere. You're either, you're either you're either a socialist that supports you know Liverpool or Everton, or you or you're a Chelsea fan. There isn't any kind of in, there isn't any kind of in between. But no, I'm here for it, and I think you know, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great tie, and I think across the board I think you know player for player I think pound for pound we're, we're in so much a much better position than they are we're a much better squad we've got much better players I know they performed quite well um, you know the last couple of games they've played but I think yeah, I, don't, I can't see anything other than you know a, a, a big a big result for us the only concern I have is they have nothing else to play for yeah 
because I think third we can safely say is, is pretty much theirs. I don't think they're going to they're not going to get a second or yeah, third. But they'll, have watched, but they'll have watched the weekend and seen this Liverpool performance and seen this Liverpool crowd and gone, oh shit, not. But they, I think they they can prepare better potentially because. They can rest. Right, they're not. Yeah, they're not. They can rest players in the league. They've got no Champions League. We'll have by the time we play them in that final, we'll have had you know at least two more games of football because of the because of the Champions League, which they don't have. Um, So I agree. I do. I do. But I'm glad in some regards the FA Cup is it's a little bit earlier. Obviously, it's that as far as weekends go, it's FA Cup final, final Premier League, Champions League final. After it, I'm more concerned about. If we get City and let's say let's say we've won the title and City you know and City have had to ease off or something like that and them not having the FA Cup to throw into that into that mix where have we got enough in the tank come the end of it was hopefully that it's, it's only a few weeks away isn't it? like I mean, it's, not, it's, mad. it's mad isn't it it's yeah. mad all this I but we, I'm we not due to play Southampton weren't we we have to move it yeah, yeah. exactly games, I yeah. mean literally Liverpool playing two games a week now till till. The only the only time we're not playing two games a week is when the season ends between that and the champ and the Champions League final. Potentially, if we get if we get that far, I think um, this is the still... busy season that we've ever had at Redman as well. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to do more if we don't get to the Champions League final. Yeah. yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? If we if we go through the Champions League, we play every we played every game, we yeah. play every single yeah. fixture. Is that is that that hasn't happened? The well, we did it of course in in the treble season, but obviously it was the way for, it was the way for cup. Yeah. Um, I think we played. I think I think I looked at it last week. I think it was like sixty two games. So I think it will be we'll do two more this season yeah. than we did in the in the two thousand one season. I believe these, these are the days, my friend. These, these are the days, days, my friend. I'm yeah. I'm not overly enamoured with the idea of playing Chelsea because I think they they have got a, a style of football that we really struggle to be at our best against. But I also think we're the kind of football team that. I, I, when you've got a style of football that stifles your opponents, I don't know what else you do above and beyond that mm-hmm. that doesn't run the risk of destabilising that. And I think, I, I hope, I trust that Liverpool are the kind of team that will can add more on top and we'll figure it out and we'll and because their goal is to figure out now how to undo Chelsea's goal is to stop Liverpool which they've sort of learned how to do it's what three draws with them th- this season and our goal is now to like find ways above and beyond that so that's be when it that comes down to individual talent at that point yeah. doesn't it that comes down to individuals you know it's the the, the immovable object and the what, irresistible force irresistible. Yeah. thank you very much thank you you it's know it's one of so my favourite well, it's mentality as well because it was interesting the post match to the Chelsea players. I think Loftus Cheek said we want revenge on Liverpool, and Mason Mount was like, "We need to win, we need to win a final at Wembley because I think they've lost. Is it the past five, five or six that they've all lost? Are they playing the occasion and not the game?" Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I've also got this little sneaky thing where because we were talking, we had a big conversation, we had a big chat about it last week on last week's podcast about like the greatest rivalries and people are forgetting that. Liverpool's rivalry with City goes back to 13-14 and we forget because we had that massive drop-off at the end of Rodgers' mm. reign and Klopp having to climb back up out of that sort of hole. But like the, this Chelsea rivalry has gone a little bit under the radar because of Manchester City but it, and it kind of goes back to, it goes back to the Super Cup, doesn't it, where we were like, that was a that was a hell of a game and that they run us incredibly close on that and then we've had some really good games against them since and then the League Cup final and the fact that, you know, the first time since 93, isn't it, the, the, the League Cup and FA Cup final we've contested between the same Teams, there's like a nice like B plot of like a, I, thought I appreciate that. Um, yeah, B strand. Yeah, absolutely. Where we us and Ch- are this Chelsea rivalry, and that could be the next one to sort of come up. You know, if if for any reason Pep Guardiola gets off 
before Jurgen Klopp does, that could be Chelsea could be the ones that Liverpool are, are fighting alongside. So there's a nice uh, growing narrative there. Certainly, uh, anyway, just stuff them. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> right, uh, we are going to be talking about the Liverpool United um, and a little bit more on that rivalry and the games and the ebb and all that kind of good stuff as well. Uh, but we've got a very short break before we do. Uh, we're going to be doing podcast extra. As I say, if you're watching live on YouTube, uh, RedmenPlus.com immediately afterwards, and it'll be available after that as well in uh, in audio form. Uh, the three of us asking and answering some more wild questions than we would do on public uh, on public content. So yeah, make sure you check that out. And we've also got a boss live show coming up. Details on that are right now. <laughs> <laughs> Blink twice for yes, love. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am actually, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, God. This is why this one on YouTube. We are live in the flesh. Red Men live events are back and back in a bigger way than we've ever done before. Uh, it's already, in terms of ticket sales, going to be the the biggest attended Red Men event of all time, and it is going to be even bigger by the time it comes around. You're not seeing this. No, nope. we've we not sent you the invite yet. Nope, you're not on the guest list. That's fine. Um, we'll have to make what, sure that. What is it? Ragamuffins. Oh, nice. Supported by us. At Hotel Anfield the day before the last game of the season. So we play Wolves on the Sunday, the Saturday evening, 6 pm onwards. Biggest party on Anfield Road. I am here for that. Mm. Lovely. You want to be at Hotel Anfield though, because we're not going to be here. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> just me. Just me. Just me the when party does the party on. start, guys? <laughs> um, yeah, sounds. Yeah, do get involved. Go to Skiddle if you search the tickets, or the link will be in the description. And you check out the pin post or whatever on our socials, you'll find all the details there if you need to know more. But yeah, 6 pm, the doors open. We'll be hanging around, bevying, chatting with people. Uh, Ragamuffin's going to do a little preamble. Honestly, just They're brilliant geniuses. If you don't know, actually, Ragamuffin, so we'll have all, we've all heard the, the Bobby Firmino, C. Senor song, the, the incredible like samba version of that, which rocked our world leading up to Madrid. They're the guys behind that. They've got a new album out as well right now with loads of Liverpool songs, which is uh, helping raise money for food banks in Liverpool as well. So get involved with all that good stuff. But yeah, come and see them live. So yeah, Dave Jags will be doing a little, a little preamble set. We'll go on, do our shtick for a bit, uh, have a good laugh, chat the Reds and all that kind of stuff. And then they'll come on to absolutely blow the roof off it and then after that there's a DJ going on into the wee hours so we've got you covered so if you come into Liverpool and you want to even like for a couple of reasons by the way people go in the game on Sunday sound looking for something to do the night before great I know a lot of people are just going to come up to Liverpool just to feel it and be close because it's the end of the season and again get your tickets booked now because they are they are flying out in a, in a very very big way so yeah make sure you get it sorted it's worth coming just for Chris's walk on 
Yeah, alone. He's never. They are very, very famous walk-ons. Chris he's at live never shows, failed yeah. disappoint his walkout um, when he comes out uh, for a live show. Chris Page. What has he got? His own ring. Well, music? no, he's, he varies it up, but he very nearly got thrown out of his own live show. Uh, was that Beer Keller? It was Beer Keller for, yeah. for, for basically when with the old big room in Beer Keller yeah. with all the big tables, yeah. he went across all of the tables and the bouncers basically threw him out before he started the, the live show. Yeah. So yeah, came out to Taylor Swift. I think he's come out to one. Taylor Swift. He's come out to Barbie Girl before. Yeah. Um, Worth the price permission. He's a, fuck, he's a fucking walking meme, isn't he? <laughs> he's great. Like he brings it on himself. He does. Um, right, we've got um, some uh, comments, uh, super chats and stuff to get through before we crack on. Uh, LaChill says, Morning, lads. Is our pool of captaincy what can ultimately lead us to all successes? Unlike other teams who bizarrely give it to their best player. I, I think that's a really interesting shout that. I've said this before about like how Jordan Henderson is the best captain Liverpool have probably had for, you know, going back to the era of Liverpool being the best team, you know, in, in the seventies and eighties, because he's a perfect captain. Whereas I agree, I think teams often use the captain's armband as like a bargaining tool. And we did that with Gerrard, mm. and not that Gerrard wasn't a great captain for Liverpool, but everyone knew that like Jamie Carragher was the de facto captain. I think at times of that team, he was the he was the voice, he was the loud, angry, shouty one, the the the, the, the taskmaster, as it were. You know, you think a Shearer getting it, Kane get, getting it in situations, it is it is a bit like that. A lot of those are ego things, aren't they, for those players? Where I feel like I don't feel like there's a lot of ego in our in our squad, and I feel like there's leaders all over the pitch. Like if Jordan Henderson's not playing, I mean, you take your pick. You could give it to you could give it to Virgil. You could give it to Allison. You know, Thiago's experienced enough. You know, I'm sure he wouldn't mind stepping up. You know, we've got we've got players all over the pitch that would quite happily put on that armband and and, and organise things and and marshal you know the, the the squad into into the formation that they they should be playing in without any hint of ego or you know oh look at me with the captain's armband like you get from a from a Harry. Kane. I mean Harry Kane as a captain that's round the bend. Yeah, that's yeah. madness. Yeah, in a, in I think a, I think Liverpool for, for leaders, but also characters in our in our team as well. I think they're they're important. Where I don't think you have them in a lot of other Premier League sides. So you throw back to like the mid noughties but like it was. Prime Premier League for me, like Roy Keane, Vieira, Gerrard, all those kind of people. Mm. I don't see that at Man City. Like I'd, I'd have to a couple of seconds to guess who Man City's first, second, or third captain are because I don't know. Same mm. with Chelsea. Mm. My United is Harry Maguire for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shocking, mm. absolutely shocking. Um, George Oliver, Thiago and Fabinho are meant, but under the radar, Cater is uh, staying fit and long may it continue. What a run of games he brings, another dynamic. I agree. And what I've loved about Cater is not, I think back to the Leicester quarter final in the League Cup when he comes in and he just starts picking the ball up deep on the wing and like slaloming through people. I love that he's got that, but actually, that's not the thing I've enjoyed about Cater lately. I've enjoyed how much he's enjoying getting stuck in. Yeah. And he's just like, he's being gnarly, he's being physical, he's throwing his, his, his weight around and stuff. And that was always my concern was he, he's a small fella, mm. you know, great having all those skills, but you know, you've got to bring more to the table. You can't just be technically gifted. You either got to be the most technically gifted footballer going and dead pacing all that kind of stuff. Um, otherwise you miss out on it. He was in danger of missing out, but you know, I think he's been, he's been class. playing for a new contract, isn't he? Never I mean, too, yeah. when's it, when is it up at, you know what? The year left. Yeah, I, mean. I think he's in that in that one. He's more, in that, one, he's year in that one year bracket. Yeah, playing playing for his contract. You know, but but Jurgen's never ever like sort of doubted him. I think he's handled him really really well. He's always gone. You know, listen. I, I know. You know. I know. There's a noise around him because there were. You know, we were all very excited when we sign him. We signed him in the January. We don't get him until the, the following season, do we? But we, you know, we're all very, very excited to have him. And he, 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 he never really, he didn't really hit the ground running. There was a couple of moments, a couple of performances where you felt, oh my God, we've got a serious player on our hands. But then the injury record.
record that he's had has just been it's just been really brutal for him. And I don't know whether some of that is a is a psychological thing. Well, you know, we probably don't know. You know, Allah kind of Daniel Sturridge, you know, back in the day, you know, if he had a knock, he just couldn't play. We don't know how how difficult it is for Naby Keita. But by God, when he's fit and he's on it, and he's like you say, he's playing dogged and he's getting stuck in, and and, and he can I can fucking ping a pass as well. By the way, he's got his head yeah. up and he's beating men. He's, he's an incredible footballer. Yeah, I think that goes back to the management for the back end of last season because I think Klopp said him and Chamberlain were both fit for maybe the last two months of last season and he didn't play them. Mm. And we're all going, just fucking play them. He's like, mm. no, I don't, don't need to because mm. I know I've got more out in this season. I think the yeah. other thing he hasn't got is being missing. But out. I think there's a lack of trust there last season as well when he needed awesome. to double down on the guys that they tried and tested because we were fucked. Yeah. And and he and he needed to go. I need I need guarantees here, cast iron guarantees yeah. of performance. And I need my old school guys to run themselves into the ground. Whereas this season, everyone's bought in. I said this thing about a quadruple challenge, and that's all it is at best at the moment. Is that there's no games that don't matter. So there's no like, oh, you're playing this one, and that means you're in that you're in the not as good team. Liverpool are win every football match now. Mm-hmm. So the motivation of saying you're playing this game, like there'll be lads playing Man United tonight who didn't weren't involved at all, yeah. potentially at the weekend or even the weekend before. And they're in, you're like, you play Man United at Anfield. And we've got to win that if we want, want to win the league. It's not this is not like throwing a bone to someone because oh well you've been hanging around for a while and good but on if you. If you don't play well, you just won't get picked. Exactly. Just wants, someone to take exactly. your place yeah. as well. Do the thing on the Kate stuff story as well, is he got mismanaged by um Guinea quite a few times yep. and but he shouldn't have gone and played there, running ragged and he we came back injured, mm. which is why I'm saying we managed him in the back end of last season by not playing him. Yeah, absolutely. Um just an opinion, brilliant. Um, with super chat saying, can we resolve to call it the Klopp Drupal? I don't think so, but equally, another part of my brain went that might be the title of this year's book. So, <laughs> um, so thank you, just Dan. Um, I'll see if it warms. At the moment, I'm not. I'm not 100 convinced. It's but. not. It's not great. Um, thank you to everyone who sent the super chat in. Uh, if you want to send any more in, by all means do. We, every single person who watches uh, anything we do on YouTube or drops likes is absolutely amazing. And anyone who chooses to give us money is just stellar human beings. So thank you so much. Whether it's little or much, you're, you're all awesome. Thank you. Uh, right, Man United. I want to talk about this. We did this last week on the debate show where we said, like, judge it fairly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not do a combined 11 because it's combined 11s have had the day. But if you had to pick a player from a player, any players from Manchester City who would genuinely improve Liverpool's eleven and vice versa, what would you go with? I want to kind of do this with United, um, but also I'm not doing this as paywall content because it's it's nowhere near as in depth because I'm not really sure there's anyone. It's a brief chat, isn't it? Yeah, it is a very brief chat. I um, I'm not sure. I could make a case for one player. I think who's the player? So the player, the quality of the player, not the person, the player mm-hmm. would be Bruno, Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes. Yeah. So I think there's no doubt in his quality, and you can see that the lift that he's given my United over the past two seasons. Yeah. Um, I just have doubts. I just think he wouldn't fit into us as a as a player because he's a massive whinge bag. Yeah. Well, you, but, but I think we'd have probably quite liked. But we do. We pick. We pick. I know. But sometimes personality he, as well, though, don't we? Yeah. Like he, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know if he fits. Yeah. But, he, yeah. but maybe that's the team that he's in. But it's, you know, with the surroundings of. You can't be asked. You can't have the people in our team that is going to spend most time throwing tantrums and throwing their arms about when you need to track back and win the ball. It feels to me 
you know, I don't like him anyway, but that's what he does more of than actually play football at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's I think I think he's a terrific player, Bruno Fernandes, and I think this is the difference where of the players who are of sufficient quality in their squad, like Varane. Is is of sufficient quality to play for Liverpool. He hasn't got the fitness records at the moment. He'd be our fifth choice. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's. I'm not sure that's the case because I, I, I think he's he's tremendous, isn't he? You know, he, he's just he's been at Real Madrid. He's only 27, I think, still as well. Maybe just 28. He's great. He's just had a bad a bad run of time of it with injury this this year. But you could have said said the same about Matter. I think he's on the level, but it, I don't think he's on Van Dijk's level. But I think he's on the same level as Matip and. Canate and Gomez and that, so he's he, he would be good enough to play for Liverpool. Which I, I mean, that might be sound. I've made that sound really disrespectful because he's, he's won like twelve Champions Leagues and all that kind of I stuff. I just remember his injury record. I think he's yeah. why we yeah. back up there. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm going through the United squad now. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Um, you know, I'm not just browsing social. He crack on, lads. Just on Instagram. No, I'm just going through their squad now and like genuinely, um, Jaden Sancho. Um, you know yeah. that that's that's you know that's there's someone who you know we've got you we know we've got loads and loads of promise and you know he was such an exciting player when they bought him he was such an exciting player in the Bundesliga and you know you wonder what a Jurgen Klopp would do with a with a player of that because that's the other thing a lot of these a lot of these and it's very very rare that I feel any sympathy towards anyone um, who plays for Manchester United but I do feel that. Um, players like Marcus Rashford, for example, and I love Marcus Rashford as a person. I think he's an in- incredible human being. I think yeah. we'd, we'd all agree on that. Yeah. But there's a player that's just been criminally mismanaged by Manchester United as a, as a, as a business for years. I mean, look at the managers that he's played under. Someone with so it's, he's going to look back on his career as wasted potential, quite honestly. Unless unless something you know remarkable happens in the next few years, yeah. you know, a player that's been managed by Louis Van Gaal, uh, an aging Mourinho. Um, Ollie, who I mean, fucking didn't have a clue, and this fella they've got at the moment—that's not someone who's going to bring him forward. So I'd re- it'd be really, really interesting to know what Jurgen Klopp would have done with some of these I lads. Totally, totally agree on that, and that's that's really interesting because so many comparisons to Liverpool, sort of nineties. Yeah, era, right, exactly. And some of those lads obviously grew up above and beyond. But Steve McManaman is a good example of this, where you know he's never lauded as one of the all-time Liverpool greats because. And it was really interesting watching him on the BT coverage talking about like the famous Anfield European nights, and he never got to play for Liverpool in the Champions League. Because you know we didn't qualify for the Champions League until two thousand and one, two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah, so you know, he's he, welcome, yeah, he was well gone. He was in like ninety eight, doesn't he? To to Real, to Real Madrid, he has all his Champions League times at, at Real. But you, Man United could they've got that crop of a crop of lads, and like what someone needs to go. But like Beckham did, Beckham did that, didn't he? You know, in in, the, in their last crop where he got he got too big for Manchester United and moved on, and as the and, and grows beyond that. I wonder whether they've got that, or will they all stagnate because they've all turned on Rashford, which I think is just mad, yeah. absolutely mad. It's obviously the, the Greenwood stuff's very awkward because I, I think he was another one with a absolutely you know oh, incredible yeah. potential, but clearly a massive knobhead, and that, how they handle that is, is another issue, of course. And then they've got a, they've got other other examples, but yeah, it's Rashford under Klopp, I think would be. He'd be a perfect fit for Liverpool. I think there's a few players. You look at players like, I'm not really getting our team. At this no, point no, no. Well. God, absolutely not. But there's other players like Wan-Bissaka. You know, for example, what Klopp would have done with him. He, he, he'd, he'd have progressed by now. He, he, you know, we, we'd all be talking about him as this incredible, you know, young, young talent. You know, who could probably play him in, in, in three or four different positions. But right now, he's just 
again, wasted, not wasted potential, but I don't think we'll ever hit the, the level that we would expect. The one that everyone always brings up, and I've seen a few examples of it in the comments, if you always go Pogba, and they go, like, what will Klopp have done with Pogba? And I think it's a really interesting question because he's at a point now where he, like, he, he, he goes under the radar that he, he, he delivers decent numbers most seasons in terms of goals and, goals and assists. Although I think it's funny that he's got like nine assists this season. And I think... Six, seven of them came in the first month of the season. So, like, his, his, his stats look good, but they, they don't tell the full story of what his, what his output's been like this year. And everyone was just like, well, imagine Klopp got all them. I don't know. I don't know enough about Pogba to know that he's got that raw drive where he could switch it all off and, you know, and, and focus on the, the footy and stuff. Because he always, for me, will forever be. And this isn't all his doing, by the way. Like, he played, we played at Old Stafford and he had like a. A little graphic of himself going around. It was the emoji, wasn't yeah, it? The, yeah, the Pogba emoji with the hair, the mad haircut, and he had like you know a mad haircut to, to specifically for that game for that. And you just like that's Man United though, isn't it? Not yeah, it's Man United yeah, all yeah. over. Yeah, it fits perfectly with them. He, he, epit- he epitomizes everything that's, that's that's kind of gone wrong with Manchester United. You know, I don't, I, I you know, I, I don't profess to watch him, you know, every every week, but I don't, I haven't seen a Pogba performance in a very long time where I've gone fuck me, he's. He's still absolute mustard. Yeah. yeah. And we were still having the same conversations if he's not achieved his potential. He needs X midfield to unlock him. Yeah, that's yeah, a constant yeah, 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 thing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's a constant it's, it's, conversation. It's never happened. And I think the other day, I think he got booed off and he cut his ears to the Man United fans Jeez. at the end of the game. It's like, do you really want that in your team? It's well, just... We joked, we were joking with Reese before because he was talking about uh, the, the West Brom Forest game or whatever it was. Then he was saying like, Andy Carroll. And I was like, Andy Carroll's one of them lads who you're like forever 22 in your head. How old's Paul Pogba? 27. Yeah, 27, 28? 29. Is he, is he 29? Yeah. yeah. He's in the same, he's a year younger, but he's in that same sort of age bracket as De Bruyne, as, as Mane, Salah, Firmino. And like, and their lads who are all at the absolute peak of their powers, or, you know, haven't had these stellar careers reach these heights, you can argue, are they starting to, maybe they're going to start to tail off or whatever, and everyone's still waiting around for Paul Pogba to have this transformative season where he goes and, and grabs it and I, does think, I think a lot of United fans still still defend him I know United fans are still like, I, I, there's a couple of lads at work you know they're always like, oh yeah but he, he, he won the he won that World Cup didn't he you know what I mean he's a World Cup winner Hugo Lloris and he's shit exactly yes. exactly <laughs> Jimmy Troy won a Champions League. Yeah. You fucking we like Jimmy. We won't hear a bad word. Wasn't the world's best left back at the no, time? No, was no, he that the same conversation? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I, I agree. I think that, that the World Cup thing does not have, like obscure that a lot of times. Like, well, look at this photo of him with the with the, the with the World Cup boss. Yeah. What's he done yeah. since? Exactly. It's oh, cool. But and, and you could argue again, it's the team thing, and you do need players. With Liverpool, have got a lot of lads who I'm not sure. All of the Liverpool best eleven or fifteen or eighteen or whatever would be as good if you individually put them out and put them in other teams. Would they elevate? You know, would they drag other teams along along the way? I'm not a hundred. You know, Andy Robertson gets stick when he plays for Scotland because he's not like you know because Scotland's just different. You play left; it's a different left back position when you play play for Scotland than you do for Liverpool. Of course, just to, I pull on the thread from what James was saying before. I think Mark Goldbridge made a point a couple of months ago between Klopp and, and basically Manchester United. And it goes back to a, a piece that Carrick did of Liverpool don't buy stars, they make stars. Uh-huh. But even the stars that we've bought and say Alisson Van Dijk have still got better. Go back through Man United the past five, six years, or probably since Ferguson left. Anyone they've bought, none of them have got better. And the, the difference is with those, though, 
you say that we we spent big money on them, but they, they weren't stars. That's what I mean. That was just that was the yeah. that was the cost of what it took to extricate them. From Sadio the Mane wasn't in. a star. Exactly, we paid good for the time, really big, good, good, strong money to get the right guy. But there were other right guys out at the time. If you wanted to spend, you know, Allison broke the record for the for the goalkeeper transfer fee for the goalkeeper, but like. Noyer was still the best goalkeeper in the world at the time, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. And and then obviously Kepper goes and does it. And like Kepper is to Allison what Maguire is to Van Dijk in that regard, where you've then got to go, you can go and spend big money and, and get it wrong. But United still do that thing where they care about the commercial revenue, still go and get the guy with the biggest profile. Cristiano Ronaldo, no, exactly, ex- exactly that. And um, and you have you have those things time and time again. Where and this is why people was, people on social media were so downbeat about Liverpool's chances in the summer and pundits all fed into it and they thought they were reading the room of Liverpool. Fans, they were, we all got sucked into this. Like the transfers, the be all and end all. It's not. It's not transfers. Don't you? Can, you can. You don't winning. You, you can now win a transfer window and win fuck off mm. in the season mm. that follows it. Like Liverpool, have, yeah, exactly. Mm. Liverpool haven't have never, haven't won a transfer window. Maybe we won this January. Just gone, great. But like you know, in the way and that that way that it's a thing. In you know we've. We've had underwhelming transfer windows by the standards that the transfer window demands you should have, and ever going back all the way to Kiev, you know, after Kiev we had a good one because obviously we went and got Fabinho, we went and got Catered, and we, and, we, and obviously we get we get Allison, and we really kick on. But then after that, you know, we you know we brought Elliot in and Adrian in, exactly. and we brought you know you know exactly we brought a few bit a few bits and pieces, but they've all contributed towards elevating the whole United. Just go ooh ooh ooh. How much? What does he bring? How many shirts is he going to sell? How many t-shirts is he going to sell? Other sides that. All the players that haven't worked out with Man United, like I forget, Damon Maria was there. Yeah. Briefly, Alexis Sanchez. Did, well, did big like Juan Verón was the best, best <laughs> yeah. Premier League example of that, where he was a huge star and they had to go and get him, and he just didn't fit what they were what they were looking for at all. And so they and they move on, and yeah, it's a law of diminishing returns when you do that. Um, ha ha ha. Um, right, I just want to briefly mention it. Obviously, we talk about the the, the United stuff. Um, obviously, it's, it's it's a weird one, a total shift for us or whatever. But obviously, we've seen the news about Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, one of his newborn twins uh, passed away, which is just horrible, horrendous, horrendous, horrendous. Um, so obviously, all the all the best feelings. Football is just one of those things. With things, they, I think it gets lost sometimes because of travelers and the things are more important. You got to remember, football's all it's a game. It's a dead. It's a, a, you know the most important, the least important things, as Jurgen Klopp sort of said. And so we do take it, and we take it above and beyond. I had a great line about. Um, on, I was listening to the Have Away podcast with Jason Manford and, and he was referring to like an old sketch and I'm paraphrasing about the lines about like how like where you're from and that like tribal rivalry with other cities and all that is just about a level of intelligence above a certain level of intelligence you, you realise it's quite fun and it's quite funny when you get below that it becomes really angry and gnarly and the kind of things that people fight over and that's my point on football is that you know Liverpool are going to play Manchester United I've no idea how we're going to Treat Ronaldo. I don't want to get on this virtue signaling thing of we should all be doing a minute applause or whatever. I'd like, I'd, I'd hope he gets a, you know, I don't like to think that he doesn't get like horrendous torrents of abuse or whatever based on the back of this. But I think everyone's a reasonable person to know that it's just, they're just these are just human beings, and we said we go, oh, he shit and he shit, and we give it all the beans every every day of the weekend, and then something happens to remind you. 
the human. Oh, the, the human. I'd be very, very, I'd be very, I'd be shocked and surprised if he gets, you know, dogs abuse. Yeah, you know, I, I will be really, really shocked. But to, to the point, there'll be a there'll be a ninety minute confrontation between two big rival fans, and when football, when the football's on, the football's on, and then hopefully there's, there can be nice things, you know, because you don't look at applause got, listen, him when he's playing football, like. But it's and from the you know talk about the occasion as well. You know, this is this is not Liverpool playing Manchester United. You know, of old, this isn't a huge. This is just another another must win game for us. It could be fucking anyone. It could it could be Watford. Could be Manchester United. Does doesn't matter who you put in front of us. We're there to do a job. We're there to win. We're there, we're there to compete for another trophy. That's that's it. Yeah. There isn't. There is. That's the only sort of narrative around it for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's um. Yeah, it's great. I, I'm I, back on the United thing. I'm just really looking forward. I I genuinely get so much enjoyment out of United being crap. I think like you know, it's just it's it's an absolute pleasure. And a long a long way that long way that's it. Delicious. It is, we've had to live through it. We lived through years of them just being on top, and it's it's just when the shoes on the other foot, it feels great. Yeah, they ruined my childhood. Fuck yeah, them. Absolutely. Um. Right. The um. The F coming up at the weekend as well. Another one, um, just just a grand disappointment on so many, so many, so many <laughs> levels. Uh, Burnley have pulled the trigger on Sean Dyche. They're three points behind Everton. Uh, Everton have got a game in hand. They should be fine. But I like the fact that you know, obviously, they've, they've got to play us, and we we've got the chance to just keep them sweating a bit. I'm happy to keep Everton. So I don't. I don't really. I'm not. I'm not so harsh with them going down. To be honest, if they go down, it's nothing to do with whether I want them to go down or not. And I'll definitely have a giggle at it. I'm not sure I necessarily want us to not have a Merseyside derby anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind contributing to a relegation, and I don't mind contributing to Man United getting Europa Conference League this, tonight yeah. either. That's that Amen is the win-win for, win yeah. for this for this week. Is that if we can keep our season going and we can make it more likely that they play Conference League football and Everton get relegated, then that's a Magic week, as far as I'm concerned. By United, they've got a big week as well. I think they got Arsenal at the weekend as well. And given the results that Arsenal lost, Spurs lost. Biggest rivalry in the Premier League yeah. history. Yeah. That. Battling, out. Bat- that. Yeah. Battling out for fifth Arsenal place. Arsenal with their no European Cups. Yeah. And uh, United only just starting to win league titles. What a rivalry. Historic. Andy Mitten. One for the ages, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Martin Keown once jumped in, managed to run his face. Remember that? Remember that, kids? Uh, biggest rivalry yeah. ever. Someone threw a piece of pizza. <laughs> Someone threw some pizza. It was wild. It was it was a mega rivalry. Um, yeah, they have uh, hopefully. This is the thing, um, James. Both these teams are out to spoil. Yeah, that's their that's their new biggest reason to exist this week. Gives them a bit of motivation. Gives them a bit of unity. Something to focus on. Focus all of their hatred yeah. and focus it on Liverpool and doing that. I mean, it's it's been a really really joyless season for 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 Everton and their fans and and, and you know the whole the whole place as a, as a whole has been the proper pit of misery this season. Um, this is their only real opportunity because there's no there's no joy in not getting relegated when you're Everton. There's no there's no joy in that. That's just relief and you know. Oh, thank but God. it'll be it'll feel like joy because relief can feel that uh, can yeah. feel the that way. But over. I don't, got, I don't, they, don't they don't recognize joy anymore. Is what I'm driving <laughs> at. Forgotten what joy yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's not. There's no. There's no flares. There's no flares being let off. There's no. You know, the pubs aren't going to be filled with Evertonians having a wonderful time because they didn't get relegated. Can't lose well, if the season's finished though, James. <laughs> this, this is true. But this is that. So, so my point being, this is this is probably one of the few fixtures they've got. Where they can actually have a bit of a good time and hopefully go into it with, you know, some excitement and think, you know, oh, well, you know how amazing it would be to to to, to spoil Liverpool's title hopes. That that in itself for them is, is is motivation enough. So they'll be they'll be bang up for it. They'll be excited, 
and we need to put them we need to we need to make it very very clear very very early on in that match that they are not here to spoil any party and they're going home as miserable as they should be. Yeah, absolutely. To that point, there's a, there's a famous story about um, when they stayed up and when they got a family goal last game of the season and Danny Cadamartri was in the, uh, the Sefton pub in West Derby and got sparked because he was stood there with a big cigar on the fruit machine like he was cock of the wall because they'd stayed up. Um, and and Levitoni uh, just knocked him out. No, I, I, well, I think it was a Liverpool fan. Uh, but uh, the, uh, because he was giving it to Billy <laughs> Big. Was though, I was that was my first thought. This was the nineties. <laughs> before you know what I mean. Before before Evertonians <laughs> fell in on themselves and their own hatred and bile. Like, but yeah. So that'd be interesting to see how they do. I think they will have big parties, but it will be like like oh yeah, we're a big party. And the look on this this Liverpool juggernaut party hanging how how, how yeah. over the, like the little blue flares, and then the look up in the sky will be red. Yeah, <laughs> Get the party in early because there's going to be a there's going to be four, you know, four, potentially four buses going around Liverpool. Oh my nice. god, absolutely amazing! Like um, right, yeah. sounds uh, right. We have got podcast extra uh, coming up as mentioned. We're going to be pretty much we have a very short toilet and drink break, and then we're going to be heading into that on Redman Plus. Uh, so we've got a bunch of questions, some that I, can't, I literally can't read out uh, publicly. So uh, yeah, we'll 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 do a bit on that. But basically, I want to talk about what a massive moron Jack Grealish is. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's better to do that behind the paywall than out in the public. Uh, there is um, if Liverpool's was a box set on Netflix, which seasons would you skip? Um, uh, would you rather have to read the terms and conditions every time you're prompted to, or have to ask your parents for permission every time you have sex and more? Um, that is to follow on podcast extra exclusively on Red Men Plus, uh, which is available in video form live uh, and after the fact on demand, and of course after the fact in uh, audio version as well, which you can get directly into your native podcasting app. So yes, that's it for us. Uh, do check out. Who knows wins? The link is in the description underneath. Uh, we're getting, uh, yeah, we're having a boss time with that one. Do come over to redmenplus.com and get extra Redmen content. Or if you just want to support what we do here for free on YouTube, it is our equivalent of Patreon, but with loads and loads and loads of extra content, like a Liverpool streaming service for your eyes and ears. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you, Ross. And thank you to all the wonderful people who've joined us live. Uh, podcast live every Tuesday at 10.30 on YouTube. So make sure you click that notification bell to be notified for that one. Anyway, all the best. See you soon. Ta-da.